everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entire internet. Check them out right now. HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is the Fantasy Basketball's top NBA draft expert, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Michael. See, my dog's apparently excited to hear from you, too. Yeah. It's draft day. Everybody's excited. Are you excited? That's the question. Your bulls are in the top the top four. Do you, do people say that or do they still say the top five? I, um, I'll say to, I'll say top four. Let's give the bulls a little credit for being lucky, unlucky, and it's in a, a draft with three players. They got fourth. Um, I'm excited so, for a very specific reason. Foreman and John Paxton are not making this decision. That is why I'm excited. All right, that's fair. So it's funny that you know, some some executives reportedly say that if they had a choice between picking at the top of this draft and picking like in the back half of the top ten, they'd choose the back half of the top ten. Absolutely, I've heard um, that it is a crapshoot from four to fifteen, uh, and then it is a crapshoot from fifteen to like fifty. And uh, this might be the weirdest draft I've ever can re- possibly remember in in the recent age that um, oh, come on 2013 was was crazier and perhaps worse like i think there's a fair amount of, worse there's a fair amount of good i think like solid rotation players guys that are going to be starters in this draft like you can look back at that 2013 draft like there's not a lot of anything like even at the top there's a lot of suspect picks and then you know the further down you go the more suspect it gets and so um i think this draft's gonna be deeper like we're gonna look back and say like hey man there was you know a fair amount of good solid players that got picked in that draft i mean i think some of those guys like everyone knows the, the second round is always like very very hit and miss and like if we get five pretty solid players out of that second round we're, we're doing good for ourselves i think we might see more like 10 or 12 in this draft I think it's going to be really, really weird. Um, you're predicting a lot. That's a lot of trades, but actually there's already been like three or four trades. Um, and that's what we're here to talk about because the draft is tonight. Tyler, you have a lot of work to do because, you know, draft night's like your prom night. Like this is Tonight's the night, and you got a date with Anthony Edwards at the top of the draft. Is that right? Uh, something like that, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, the draft is always fun. It's always a fun. It's a long night. Um, the draft lasts a lot longer than people think, and then like when you're when you're trying to write it and cover it, it makes for a long night, but a fun night. It's a great night. I am planning on watching the whole thing. We might, uh, if you've already, if you're listening to this, it's already past the draft. You know what's happening, um, and we're going to do a draft recap episode and then do a rookie draft because I don't know. I don't trust any league. If you're in a league that's already done a rookie draft, I don't trust that league because if you're not doing a rookie draft after the actual NBA draft, I don't care how close it is to the season right now. um, Figure it out because uh, get out of any league that's already had their rookie draft. You got to figure out a way to not pay that those, those people and sneak out of that. You were going to say, get out of any, just get out of any league. Just everyone you're in, get out, start all of them. (laughs) Yeah, just delete everyone from the league if you're in charge of that league and start start anew. Um, and we're going to talk about that in future episodes. We're going to do a rookie draft for all you dynasty heads 
out there. But in the last, uh, as we predicted, in the last like three days, there have been an absurd amount of trades. Um, and this is before free agency opens, before the draft even started. And we're going to talk about the big, uh, the big, beautiful trades going on in the last uh, three days leading up to um, the NBA draft. And we're going to try to get this done so we can all watch the draft. Or well, just me and Tyler, you guys probably have already watched the draft. So, Tyler, you ready to get into it? Let's do it. All right. First off, we're going to start off with the first trade that I saw on Monday. Um, Dennis Schroeder to the Lakers from OK City. OKC has been very busy. They sent, um, they got Danny Green back in that trade, and they uh, later sent Danny Green out, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, actually, my yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So let's focus on Dennis Schroeder to the Los Angeles uh, Lakers. What is that doing? What is that doing to the Lakers? Well, I mean, I think it was no secret that the Lakers needed a ball handler and a guy who could create his own shot. And they found it in Schroeder, right? Schroeder is, you know, for for his defensive flaws that there are, um, the dude can get a bucket and the dude can create his own shot. And so I think as far as the Lakers as a team goes, you know, it's a it's a fairly big upgrade. I think the Lakers could also use a third scorer. You know what I mean? Behind Davis and, and LeBron. And I think Schroeder's gonna give him that. And you know, during this kind of crazy seventy two game regular season where we could see a lot of back to backs and stuff, I think Schroeder's gonna have nights where you know, he's going to have plenty of time to cook. Yeah. Um, in a way, I said this last time, I think net, like net talent, net net overall fit on the team, I actually think Danny Green leaving is more hurtful than bringing in someone like Dennis Schroeder. But Dennis Schroeder was a standard league relevant player last year. Uh, he was a points getter. If you don't care about, um, you know, uh, all the stats. If you're in a head-to-head league, you don't you don't care that your guard is getting less than a steal a game. Um, in 30 minutes a game, Dennis Schroeder was dropping 19 and getting you getting you four assists and four rebounds and hitting a couple threes. Like that's a solid fantasy basketball player. Not a great fantasy basketball player. And uh, 30 minutes is not just reasonable on the Lakers, but I think uh, you know 30 minutes is a little low. Uh, estimate for Dennis Schroeder on the later uh, on the Lakers, so I think uh, really good uh, looking out a little bump to Dennis Schroeder's um, most important stat, which is minutes per game. Because really, nobody on this um, Lakers roster played more than thirty minutes a game. Uh, even old uh, Vintius Caldwell Pope, who is probably leaving, um, hilariously Dwight Howard wants to uh, get paid. I don't know what it, the hell he's talking about. Uh, Caldwell um, Pope's going to be back. They're going to re-sign him just because they can use the bird rights. So they can go over the cap to do it. So they're going to re-sign him. It's basically between him and Rondo, and apparently Rondo wants to leave and reportedly wants to play for the Hawks. Um, there's 20 minutes from Rondo. There's 20 minutes gone from Danny Green. They don't really have any other guards. Um, Schroeder is a big bump here, and I don't think it really hurts anybody who's fantasy relevant on the Lakers, which was really only like two players. Yeah, I'm with you on that, and I think you know Schroeder was 83rd last year um, in a cap value um, from our friends at hashtag Basketball, right? And I think there maybe is a little room for him to be a little bit higher than that. Like he could sneak his way into the top 75. Definitely. Uh, the loss of Danny Green. Danny Green probably a fringe waiver wire player. Uh, Danny Green ending up all the way in Philly. Um, I mean, we I said we would probably postpone talking about that, but let's talk about it real quick. Danny Green in Philly. 
Uh, what's the outlook on playing time there? I, I think we're probably not going to know more about that until everything shakes out with the draft <laughs> uh, and all the moves that Philly get, gets into. If I were going to set odds for you on the, 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 the decision maker most likely to make a trade on draft night, when the draft is just about to start, I think the guy with the the most likely person to make the trade would be Daryl Morey, wouldn't it? So I, I mean, the guy who averages more trades uh, per year than any other GM, yeah, probably. Right, and and Danny Green is always going to be, uh, I don't a fringy like kind of standard league player because he's never going to score a ton, right? He's going to hit his threes, he's going to get the steal, he might be could get those blocks back, although that's probably not happening at age thirty two. But there's not really much rebounds. There's not really much assists. So, like, he's going to be a fringy kind of, you know, he's on your roster. He's off your roster. You need a steal. You need some threes. You add him. You know, you you need something else. You get rid of him. Um, yeah. I don't see I don't see really anything being any different from Danny Green in Philadelphia than it was in Los Angeles or Toronto or San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, he might have a little bit more consistent playing time, but I think we're going to have to wait till that all pans out in well, Philly before we get into he's that. He's never played more than 28 and a half minutes a game. I don't, I don't see why know. that would go up too much or go down too much. Right, so I don't know why I don't know why that is. Like and we can talk about that maybe maybe he's just one of those guys who like needs to be on, you know, kind of a shorter uh rotation for minutes, but I I would have guessed that he's probably somewhere in that 25 to 28 range like always. Now let's not talk about that anymore. Let's talk about the big trades. Let's talk about the big guys and let's talk about uh, probably the biggest trade and the trade with the most fantasy relevant, uh, standard league fantasy relevant players in it, uh, including your best boyfriend, Ricky Rubio, who is going to be. Uh, that implies that I have more than one boyfriend? Your boyfriend, Anthony Edwards, that you're, you are cheating on uh, Ricky Rubio with, taking him to the uh, Hibachi Grill. Anthony Edwards is bringing his own food to the Hibachi Grill on your date. Um. <laughs> It's, if you haven't seen that uh, that story about Anthony Edwards bringing his own food to Hibachi, uh, look into that. The guy sounds like an uh, awesome dude, in my opinion. That sounds great. Wait, he brought his own food to a restaurant? Yeah, I believe it's uh, wherever he, he was, uh, wherever he's going to college. I don't even know um, off the top Georgia? of my head. Georgia. He would bring his own food to Hibachi. He got kicked out of a Hibachi grill for bringing gumbo and trying to cook it on the grill. Didn't really understand the. Uh, Wait, so he just didn't have a he didn't have a stove like where he lived or what? So he just right not of. I mean, I don't know what the dorms are like in at the University of Georgia. Um, I'm not really sure. They're probably putting more effort into their football program uh, than their basketball <laughs> program. Um, and so Wait, I'm not really sure. Are you the only person reporting this? Like, is this? Oh, no, is this it's, it's, it's all over the it's all over NBA Twitter. You gotta you gotta get into the the deep dark corners. I like to look at like the weird shit on NBA Twitter. You're like, oh, Shams is reporting an injury to Clay Thompson, and I'm like, yeah, but did you hear about Anthony Edwards' hibachi gumbo incident? Dude, this is like so. I have Googled this, and I can find absolutely nothing on this hibachi grill. I'm pretty sure this is a made up story. It's not a made up story. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to go find it. Um, but no, we gotta talk about Ricky Rubio and my boyfriend Kelly Oubre. Two of our favorite players going uh, to OK City um, in return for Chris Paul. Now, we kind of talked about this a little bit in the last uh, episode because it was kind of apparent that it was going to happen. Um, CP3 being older, but really a player that doesn't, uh, that ages like a fine wine, if that wine was a complete asshole. 
Um, and he doesn't get by on his pure athleticism. He doesn't, he gets by on his changeup. He gets by on his ability to read defenses, to know where players are going to be before they know where they're going to be. And for just, you know, th- that change of pace that allows him to uh, create plays out of nothing. I don't see why that's going to change as he gets older. The only concern about CP3 is uh, obviously his um, durability, which a couple a couple years before last was a little suspect around like that 50-60 game mark was uh, probable. Uh, I- I'm not too worried about that. CP3 probably going to be overlooked a little bit unless he gets a so lot he, of hype going to Phoenix. He credited his 70 games, which was out of like 72 last year because of the whole you know pandemic and all that, uh, with going vegan. Probably went vegan. So uh, and he, he thinks that really helped him stay healthier. So I don't know, maybe that's a real thing. Um, my question is, where are you taking? Like, we know – I'm going to hold off a lot of the conversation on Ubre and Rubio because I'm not sure that they're going to be on the Thunder. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, I could see Oklahoma City – coming. they already flipped Danny Green. Aren't, aren't they trying to flip those two too? Like, they're clearly trying to tear it down. And the thing about the Western Conference is there's no team that's really signaled that they're tanking other than Oklahoma City. So I think their plan is they're going to go to the bottom – they got a million draft picks already. Their own picks are going to be bad. They're going to get some star talent to pair with Shea Gilch, Alexander, and they're going to build a, a really good team. That's their plan. Whether it works or not, we'll see. Um, yeah, Ubre is on that um, that final year of his contract. Uh, he's going to be free agency. He he might test it. They might just send him out. We don't know there. I, if Ubre, the only thing I want to say about my boy Ubre is that if he's going to get minutes, he's going to be a top fifty player and um, uh, maybe even better. Yeah, and Rubio Rubio's going to be in that same kind of range, right? Where he's like, you know, forty to seventy. Um, and it's going to matter where they where they play and, and who they're playing with and all that. So um, yeah. we'll save that. My question is, where are you picking CP three? CP three twenty second best player in per game. He's in the top ten in totals. Um, That's a good question. Um, and I think year, in your in your kind of leagues, right in roto leagues, I'm actually probably willing to take him a little bit higher than I am in head to head. Yes, um, always actually because uh, Chris Paul, as someone uh, who's played nine cat roto for a very very long time, is is incredibly value in, in that particular um, this type of style of uh, league, which I am recommending everybody switch to this year, since we don't know who's going to play, when they're going to play, and how they're going to play. Uh, just get those game limits and don't worry about head to head. Don't worry about playoffs. Who gives a shit about any of that stuff? Go to the Roto. Go to go to ACAT if you don't want to deal with turnovers. But that's the beauty of Chris Paul, a guy who has the ball and is pounding the ball, but he's only tr- he's only turned the ball over you know like two point three times. Um, getting around in his heyday, 10 assists a game, two steals. Um, but here's the beauty about Chris Paul. He gets rebounds for a guard. So he's getting you elite steals, elite assists, and for a guard, top-tier rebounds. Um, and the percentages are absolutely fantastic. So Nightcat, he's wonderful. Um, I think those assists go back up. He uh, dipped down uh, sharing the ball in uh, OK City to 6.7. Uh, I don't think they ever get back to the 10-point mark, but I think eight's super reasonable. He's still going to be playing with Devin Booker, someone who likes the ball in his hands as well. Um, I think Devin Booker definitely improves uh, by having someone who can get him the ball wherever he wants it. And the best uh, improvement on this team is going to be for Don, uh, DeAndre Ayton, who is uh, going to thrive in the pick-and-roll with a guy who can find him uh, – 
rolling to the rim, ooping him all day long. Um, Chris Paul is going to be uh, helping all the players on this team improve as he has for any other team that he's been on. Uh, and because assists are so rare, I'm going to go with CP3 being um, a solid middle of the second round player next year. So you think all three of those players are probably second round players? Aiton maybe slips. So. maybe slips into the third. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, the, the top twenty-four is packed. It's loaded. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we'll see. But I, I feel like all three of those guys could be uh, top twenty-four players. Maybe if you, you had to take, okay, you're you're taking one. You can only take one. All three are on the board. This is a really deep league where it's your first pick. Which Ooh, one are you taking? Yeah. Have to take one. Have to take a son. This is a have to take a son draft. Take a Devin Booker because Devin Booker is pretty absurd. I think he's going to score more next year. Um, probably going to go with Devin. I'm going to go with Devin Booker because I want that those points because points disappear quicker than uh, you can find weird guys who get assists, right? But points disappear quicker than anything else. Devin Booker scoring 30 a game next year is definitely reasonable. And if, and if you're a guy who cares about percentages, the percentages were phenomenal last season. He shot 49 and, and 90 one. Absolutely. I don't know if I can make my very first, my premier pick that I'm not going to get another pick back for another, you know, 20, if I'm a deeply 20 more picks, uh, I don't think I could take Chris Paul at 18 and, uh, or Chris Paul at 20 and then wait till 40 to get somebody who can score. Um, cause they're not going to be around. So I'm going to have to go with Booker if I had to choose between the three of them. I am with you on that. Booker might even sneak in my first round. Ooh, I'm, on wow. the, I'm on the fence about that. Heard it here first, folks. Uh, Dem Booker, possibly in Tyler's first round. Uh, we're going to talk about those um, those tiers as as we do here at the Watching the Boxes podcast. We don't really rank the players; we put them in tiers uh, because we do believe there's obviously a very um, uh, prominent first tier of guys that you can uh, you can rely on. Uh, a, a bunch of guys who are almost there, and then a group of guys who are really just better than everybody else. But st- once you get to the plateaus, as we call them, the first and second plateau that. F- you know, 45 to 50 range to 75 and then 75 onwards, those guys really, their value overall starts to even out. And we're going to, we're going to talk about um, those uh, tiers and values. Once we kind of understand where everyone is, like where everybody ends up after this absolutely insane, already insane week before the, we haven't even got to the draft. We haven't even gotten to free agency, but Tyler really quick, I want to talk about our new partners thrivefantasy.com thrive fantasy is a new way to play uh fantasy sports uh daily fantasy sports uh i think it's really interesting because it's not it's certainly the most unique way i've seen to play uh fantasy sports uh daily fantasy because draft like remember draft.com uh you know you get the draft against other people and it's really handy for fantasy uh, uh basketball players i thought uh i actually think thrivefantasy.com is going to be where i thrive that's not even in the copy, Tyler. I, I wrote that myself. Um, in daily fantasy, once the NBA. Every time you said it too. <laughs> stop! Stop outing me. Maybe this is the first time people have been listening. Um, I plan on thriving. ThriveFantasy.com because Thrive Fantasy relies on prop bets. You basically enter uh, contests or tournaments against other people. And uh, you choose a group of uh, over-unders that are based on prop bets, based on either different outcomes of games or players, 
and each prop bet has a fantasy point total associated with that over or under. If you make the most uh, risky bets, you get more points. And if you're right more uh, often than not, you end up winning the tournament, uh, thousands, uh, tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, in fact, they uh, have guaranteed um, $50,000 uh, $50, in guaranteed prizes for the first week of the NFL. This upcoming week, I believe they uh, are even um, offering uh, more guaranteed uh, prizes coming up. Um, this year for the NFL NBA. I'm very excited to see what they are going to be offered in these tournaments. I plan on swindling everybody out of their money, but first I'm going to use the promo code WTB where you will see, receive a $20 bonus. If you um, deposit $20 or more. So if you deposit $50, I believe they match you up to $50. Then you get that $20 bonus from the WTB promo code on thrivefantasy.com. Um, I know I'm going to use that free money to make even more free money and thrive with thrivefantasy.com. They should, they should pay me for this. I, uh, hopefully they, they will. I think they might be, um, Tyler, let's move on to on the Sunday prop contest. There's 12,500 in guaranteed prizes. Wow. That's, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I don't know if I'm hopefully I win uh, a little a portion of that money. It's not like it's a winner take all situation. It looks like similar to other daily fantasy. They uh, they divvy it out to based on how you place. Um, since in me for me as someone who likes to gamble, who likes to do prop betting, who likes to since I live in a state that has legalized gambling, uh, this feels like a nice in between between daily fantasy and actual gambling where I can continue to win uh, against players uh, who lack the knowledge. Uh, especially when it comes to the NBA, which I find uh, most people are playing daily fantasy because of the NFL. Once the NBA starts, they get into it and they start losing money. I'm, I'm like the opposite. I lose money on the NFL games, win money on the NBA games. I don't know about you, Tyler. I don't know how much. I don't think you win money on any games, Michael. I've seen I've seen your your DraftKings and your FanDuel accounts. That's rude. I don't know how you saw them. I don't know. Did you? Uh, you might have stole my password. Did you steal my password? Well, that's fucking bullshit, Tyler. Um, but what's not bullshit, thrivefantasy.com. Use that promo code WTB. Let's get to the rest of these trades because there's quite a few more. Um, this is another big one. Drew Holiday to the Milwaukee Bucks for Eric Bledsoe and George Hill. Uh, going back to NOLA. I don't think NOLA's done a wheeling and dealing. They got about 255 draft picks. Um could probably do a whole lot of damage, I think, in this uh, this offseason, wheeling and dealing. Uh, but the Bucks going all in on uh, trying to get Giannis to stay in Milwaukee by um, building up their team. Uh, they ended up getting Drew Holiday. We're going to talk about Bogdan Bogdanovich be- uh, in, a, in a second because that one might not be as uh, for real as we thought. Uh, but let's stick with Drew Holiday for now. Tyler, what do you think about Drew Holiday's place on uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, who got rid of two guards. Yeah, but Holiday, I mean, I think Holiday's in the same role kind of he was in in um, New Orleans. He's now just in there in Milwaukee, right? He's probably the third scorer behind Giannis and Middleton, just like he was in New Orleans. And actually, his prospects were in, in New Orleans might have looked a little bit better because the health of Zion is always a, somewhat of a question mark, whereas you got to feel like Middleton and Giannis are going to be healthy. Um, I don't think it's really going to hurt. Holiday's value, though, like I mean, he think he's going to be a good scorer, good assists, 
And he's in that, you know, what? What are we talking, like 30 to 50 range? Like, you know, somewhere in there. Just good, solid everywhere. Free throws are a little bit lower than you want them to be. But other than that, I mean, he's just a really good player and a really good defender, and he's really going to help that team. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think the Bucks maybe the best starting five in basketball if Bogdanovich thing goes through. Yeah, very uh, kind of a very exciting thing. I want, I really do want Giannis to win. And even though Milwaukee is um, consistently a uh, a little brother rival to uh, Chicago, I I root for uh, Giannis and squad. Milwaukee deserves to have a um, a championship uh, here with probably one of the most unique and I don't know, just one of the best players I've ever seen live. I've had that opportunity to see alive and in person um absolutely incredible talent uh Giannis. and um Drew Holiday is going to thrive actually in um the Milwaukee Bucks system he, he's going to thrive fantasy actually because a little bit of a, a um a weird year for um Drew Holiday last year um when it came to um, just like his place on the team, he still ended up putting up pretty much the same numbers. Uh, his usage was a little down from uh, two years ago, but not by much. Um, and I think as he goes over to the Bucks, uh, his usage actually might, I don't know. Uh, I think his usage might be surprisingly um, a little bit higher. I don't know. I maybe I'm, I think I'm talking myself out of it already, Tyler. Um, I think his usage is either is his usage isn't going to go down enough to affect any of his um, particular stats, and his uh, um, the fact that the best defender is going to be on Giannis, the second best defender is going to be on Middleton. Uh, I think perhaps everything um, usage wise stays the same for uh drew holiday but he's he's got a little bit worse of a defender on him he is a little bit more open he uh maybe hits a, a few more shots his percentage goes up a tad bit he scores a little bit more and if you're in a league where you do not care about percentages at all I mean, he's a top 20 player Ooh, i don't know about that because i think the assists are gonna i think the assists are gonna go down a little bit right because i mean He's average. He's averaging like seven a game, right? Giannis is going to average like f- five and a half, right? Middleton averaged over four. Bogdanovich is going to get his shots, and a lot of times, at least in Sacramento, his shots were unassisted. You know, kind of dribble the air out of the ball a little bit, shoot, and he's good at it. Don't don't get me wrong, but I think the the assists are probably the thing I'm worried about the most with Drew Holiday. But I don't think it's going to drop like a ton. I think maybe we just see him more at like that six level. So you're talking four and a half rebounds, six assists, 1.5 steals, probably maybe maybe he loses a point. But I, I think he's probably going to score close to 19 a game, to be honest with you. I don't know. I almost feel like I disagree with you, Tyler. I think uh, the assists uh, either stay the same or go up. Um, you know, Eric Bledsoe in 27 minutes a game last year averaged five and a half assists. Uh, six and a half is very reasonable. Um, if he's the... Uh, one of the few guards playing you know, on the team playing 30, 34 minutes a game, depending on how, uh, you know, he is utilized there. Six and a half, seven is, is uh, certainly reasonable, a little bit more open, maybe hits a, a few more, uh, a little more threes per game, scores a little bit more. I, I actually really like Drew Holiday. Um, his percentages are his problem, right? Are they, though? I mean, like the last, you know, just look in the last three years. 
he shot 47.5% from the field and 75.8% from the free throw line. Now, 75.8% is not great, but, the, I mean, the field goal, 47.5% is pretty darn good. That's not, that is not terrible. I just think, like, uh, the, the free throws, uh, if you're in a Roto League and you're, you care about Nikes like I do, the, the, the percentages always keep him me away from him in that second and third round, and I usually see him go in that second and third round. Uh, and that's like third round's fair value for him. If you're if you are in a, uh, a league where uh, you're punting percentages like second round, man, like I, I just think he's gonna I think he's gonna thrive on a team that is trying to win a championship. Something he is probably no, he's never experienced. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. I don't think he makes my second round just because, like I mentioned, I think that second round is a little deeper than uh, than you think right now. We're gonna talk. Yeah. We're, we're gonna talk about that a ton. But I think that second round, like, there's a couple players that I catch myself going, oh, "He's gonna be a second round player," and then like I start making out <laughs> my top twenty four, and I'm like, "Shit, I've got like twenty eight top twenty four players. That doesn't work out." <laughs> and then you start remembering that like Steph Curry's back and Kevin Durant's back and all right. these. So other- I yeah. think I think Holiday. I think you nailed it when you said he is a surefire kind of third round player. I think he's somewhere in that. 25 to 36 range probably and maybe he slips a little bit beyond that in the draft because people get worried that oh he's going to be the third banana in milwaukee yeah. and that i would, would say do bit- not worry about that yeah, i would say right? do not worry about that if he falls to the fourth round pick him up that's awesome and maybe since he's been around drew holiday's been around so long He's starting to fall into, I mean, he's 30. Uh, he's starting to fall into old man status. Like, oh, man, DeAndre Aiden's sexy. Like, uh, Devin Booker's got Chris Paul. Oh, my God. But, like, Drew Holiday on the books. Like, okay. Uh, I'm, and he becomes one of those old man overlooked players that ends up falling into the fourth or fifth. I could, I could easily see uh, people trying to look for sexier names in that third round and Drew Holiday falling. Because that third round is always when people ch- take, a, take a swing, and we always – Third round's too early to take a swing, you know. Third round, third round, the second and third round is always where we see the Mitchell Robinson and the oh. the guys. Where I'm like, what are you? What are you talking about? That's not even a real thing. No idea what people are doing when it comes to that. Drew Holiday feels like one of those guys, uh, a name that's been around too long, a guy who uh, kind of bumped his head on the second tier and never, never made the incremental, um, the very difficult incremental. Um, like improvements in on his stats to go from the third tier to the second tier um, or to stay in that second tier. If he's dabbled being at the kind of the bottom of that second tier and uh, which he has for a couple of years uh, in his career, uh, I thought good enough to be considered a second tier player. Um, and maybe guys who took a swing on him uh, in your league before have bad, bad taste in their mouth, man. I think he's right for uh, being overlooked. I think we we do not talk about Bogdanovich because Woj literally just tweeted seconds ago that he is going to enter a restricted free agency on Friday. Wow. Uh, that's pretty messed up, especially if you are DiVincenzo or Ilyasova who thought you were being traded. Well, that's going to make an awkward uh, locker room talk. Yeah. I mean, I, who knows? I mean, maybe that trade – I mean, they really didn't trade any picks or anything, so that trade could technically still go down. Like – if he's getting the best offer from the Bucks, and that's where he wants to play, he could still go there um, in the sign and trade. That that's possible. I don't know. I don't know where we stand on that. Just that's a this is breaking news as we're speaking. So I'm not exactly sure, but yeah, it doesn't look like he's going to be there. And 
that that maybe even boost Holiday's value a little bit more for me in this sense that I think I thought Bogdanovich was going to come in there and take a few shots and and you know he Bogdanovich at least in the past has not played a, a a lot of like he makes good plays when he has the ball but he has a tendency to shoot a little bit more than I think teams would like and so I thought that maybe that would help Drew Holiday's assists go down but if he's not there I think Drew Holiday could I could get that seven assists a game. Yeah, uh, I'm with you there, Bogdan. That's a weird situation, and we'll follow that. Uh, a lot more to come there. Um, the last trade here, because I think um, <laughs> should but, should we out the Rockets or do we do we do that in this podcast? We out the Rockets. I don't know, man. Do we do we pour one out for the Rockets? I mean, I I don't know. I I'm just so confused that they traded. They made this trade for the 16th pick. And Trevor Ariza, they traded away Bob Cove, a personal favorite of both of ours, I think. Yeah, and then Cove. apparently they traded Ariza and that 16th pick for a future first round pick, which very just strange. Doesn't so they sold Robert Covington for a future first round? Pick? I, I don't. Yeah, it feels like I would have taken Bob Covington for a future first round pick. That's a good Wait, deal. And didn't they just? I mean, they just traded for Robert Covington, right? I'm, I'm not crazy about this in, in February. And they're burning that place. They're burning that place to the ground. They're they're about to burn Houston to the ground. It is going to be – they might be the worst team in the league. If you can go find over-unders on wins this year, go pound that under on the Rockets before, before they start making even more trades. So they traded – I'm pretty sure. I'm almost positive about this. They traded a first-round pick and maybe more than one pick. To get Covington, and then they traded Covington for a pit. I, what I don't know. I'm confused by the Rockets, but um, I, I am with you that they're probably going to burn it down. I also think Robert Covington in Portland is going to be phenomenal. I'm very excited about Robert Covington in Portland, a player that they've probably like, that Dame Lillard and T and squad have probably been looking for a Robert Covington for their entire careers. And they've had to deal with Al Farouk Aminu, uh, Mo Harkless for a while, even though we uh, – I've given up hope on Mo Harkless. Mo Harkless used to be one of our favorite sleeper early in his career when he actually had some real promise there when he was uh, – him and Tobias Harris and all those guys were hanging out. And Oladipo were all hanging out in Orlando for all you kids who are just joining us. Uh, watching the NBA, yes, all three of those guys were on the Orlando Magic. Um, I love Bob Covington. I love beautiful Bob. He, once again, uh, I mean, how many years can Bob Covington be a sleeper in fantasy basketball? Because he's about to be another one. It's going to be another well, year. He's going to be underrated, apparently, for every single year of the history of the world. Like, I don't understand how... He can somehow be underrated every year, and like we're keep trying to tell people, like, yeah, man, Bob Covington shouldn't be going in the seventies, man. He's like a top fifty player. He's a top fifty player. He's a top fifty player, and and no one seems yeah. to catch on. No one seems to understand. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I gotta say it, but uh, Bob Covington last- not sexy because he doesn't score, right? I mean, let's just say, let's just say it. he doesn't score a ton. He's gonna get like twelve a game. The percentages are not gonna be fantastic. Like the free throws good, but there's not really many attempts. Field goals bad, but everything else fantastic. I think last season, if you if you go if you take a look at ADP, and I think I can find it, he averaged between the uh, Yahoo and ESPN 
uh, overall the 76th ranked player. And a lot of that had to do with ESPN and whatever the hell they do with their rankings. Um, the average uh, ADP for him on ESPN was 107. Shout out to Yahoo. Finally, finally, after all these years getting on board with Robert Covington, uh, ADP there, 49th overall. He still ended up higher than, uh, finishing uh, slightly higher than that at 48. Um, I think that's probably the highest you're ever going to see an ADP for uh, Bob Covington. Uh, and I, I still think last season was kind of a like standing around waiting for uh, Westbrook or uh, Harden to pass you the damn ball is probably not like, the most fun uh, way to play basketball. I think a little bit of an improvement um, for Robert Covington. More minutes than 30, I would hope, uh, in Portland. Uh, and getting to play with Dame to spread that floor out. Uh, all of the above are good reasons to draft him uh, in the top 50, and I guarantee you his ADP is lower than that. I'm with you there. All right, did we miss any major trades that happened in the last six minutes or since we started recording? Uh, we did not. All right, there's going to be a lot more major trades uh, along with this NBA draft that's about to uh, kick off its coverage. Um, so let's go ahead and get to that. Tyler, do you have anything to plug? Uh, no, if you want to know anything about the Dallas Mavericks draft, you can check it out on the Smoking Cuban. I'm sure I will write way too many articles about it, um, but it'll be fun. Nice. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts on Twitter. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. Not watching the boxes. You should probably just get that one too. You're right, Tyler. Um, if I can remember what my damn Twitter handle is, it is at watch the boxes. If you have feedback for the show or something you want to specifically hear before your draft, because we only got about five weeks, four weeks at this point, um, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Send us a message. We uh, love to cater to our listeners. And if you really want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes um, where we'll be um, putting out quick hits on any of the upcoming free agent signings uh, and potential trades after those free agent signings. Cause I feel like right now these trades, this is just the tip of the iceberg probably <laughs> <laughs> that I choked to death. I am with you on that. There will be trades and trades and free agents and sign and trades. And apparently Bogdan Bogdanovich is now looking for another sign and trade. Um, Love it. We, we will see a lot of craziness. And I think the draft is the second course of maybe a 10 course meal in this very short off season. You're damn right, Tyler. It's going to be wild, and we're glad we can bring you as much coverage as humanly possible. Go check out hashtag basketball.com. Go check out thrivefantasy.com with that promo code WTB to get a $20 deposit bonus from us. Um, and we will see you after the draft for breakdown of all of the damn crazy trades that happen and rookie draft for all you dynasty heads out there. We'll see you soon. Take it easy. And uh, go Bulls. Go Bulls.